Check out bmfcast.com for all our episodes and links to our social things. And for tons of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash bmfcast. Hey, welcome to the Banffcast. Uh, hey, hey Banffcast. What, what are we Banffcast. calling this? What was it? Special. Variety Hour? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. We're doing the yeah, quarantine sure. Variety Hour Part 2. We're yeah. still taking your phone calls. We're going to be on the air until this quarantine is lifted. Um, mm. and Or you send us more money to patreon.com slash bmfcast. That's actually like sounds like a ransom demand. <laughs> scratch that. Scratch all We're that. We're going to be on yeah. your internet until you pay us. Scratch that. What would that change anyway? I, I don't know. Um, we still can't leave home. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do with what we do, but I'm going to say I'm Harlow. Who are you? I'm Harlow. All right. I'm, I'm Mackie. <laughs> My, it, uh, yeah. The, yeah, I know. The, the arrangement on Discord messes with me. So Yeah, and Chuck's out. He just said he had nothing to talk about. Yes, but who are you? No, I said I'm Mackie, but well, you, you jumped said, in so fast. Well, you both <laughs> both said it on top of each other. Whatever. People oh, know okay. who the fuck we are. Why would you join us here? Yeah, I'm Mackie. This is a weird yeah, time to join us. if you're joining just for this, I don't know what to tell the you, hell. friend. This is, we, we usually run a tighter ship around here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so anyway, super really, tight. I'm Mackie. So tight. Chuck's not here. Yeah. So BJ toit. is. Harlow is. Yeah. Toit like a Tiger King. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, we've just we're just going to be talking about we're not doing the bad movie thing because it's as I explained in the last one, uh, part of the fun is us getting together and watching these movies for the first time together or the first time in a long time, and yeah. even on extra we're we're still persevering with that because those are in the middle of the road movies they're just too long for Banffcast Prime usually or they're just like this is what is this unearthed weird mm-hmm. thing um so they're not yeah. as crucial but we're already feeling like this isn't as fun so why drag it into the main show and get some low ratings for some possibly better movies that we could experience mm-hmm. together. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I will say, I will say right off the bat, I, I am just watching whatever. Now I have no, no more like, Oh, I got to watch the newest movie or 2019 movies. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm into the, let's just whatever the fuck I feel like watching time, but I've, I, I did the intro, so I'm passing the mic to whomever wants it. Uh, okay. Uh, I will say BJ and I have been streaming on Twitch on twitch.tv slash no quarters net. So if you want to see what we're doing a lot of the time, instead of watching movies, uh, yeah, to give a look over there. Uh, but I watched a 2020 movie. Oh, Hey, congratulations. Yes, I watched impractical jokers, the movie, which I know I am the only one here who cares about impractical jokers, the movie. <laughs> uh, cause I'm a big fan of the TV show and I've seen those guys, uh, you know, do their live show, which is kind of like a stand-up thing, but also kind of like clips they couldn't show on TV type thing. Um, if you don't know who Impractical Jokers are, they're like a uh, an improv troupe of four white guys, which I know is just a complete shock to everybody that that's how improv troops work. But uh, they also, they basically do pranks, sort of, but it's more they're pranking each other than the people that they're meeting on the street. So it's kind of, it's more good nature because I'm usually not about prank shows at all. Like actually generally can't stand them, but 
with these guys, they're kind of always the butt of the joke rather than the person they're talking to. So it's a little more palatable. But anyway, uh, they made a movie that I really had no idea what to expect out of them making a movie because uh, their show is generally one guy out doing something and the other three are talking in his earpiece saying, hey, say this or you lose. Because that's their thing is if they lose... Uh, they get a punishment at the end of the episode and one of them has to like, cannot not do what they're saying. So there's just been all sorts of crazy shit that they've had to do, but they kind of have a bunch of scripted sequences in this movie rather than doing their normal uh, shtick. They eventually get to it, but there's a lot of like the setup is when they were all in high school, they screwed up a Paula Abdul concert and she swore revenge on them and then they meet her when they're adults and she doesn't remember that. And she's like, oh, you're impractical jokers. I love you guys. Why don't you come down to Miami? Uh, we're having a big concert party thing. And of course she gives them three tickets instead of four. And so they have a contest on the way down to, you know, whoever loses all of their dares, basically, whoever loses the most doesn't get to go to the show once they get to Miami. So they convert it into a road trip deal, which should be, work because it's like okay they're going to different cities because usually they're just in new york city doing these things and people have started recognizing them more and more so they have less footage to deal with but you know they're in other cities they should be it should be easier to do this and really what it should have been is all right here's a bunch of stuff that like you just can't show on tv you know like just like we you know we did whatever we started swearing there was nudity whatever the hell it was like we just went totally crazy they should have saved that for the movie but they didn't. The ones they use are kind of basically like, yeah, this could have been on any episode of the show. Intercut with like kind of scripted stuff that doesn't work because their level of what they do is very much based in the moment of, you know, all right, do this stupid thing. And when it doesn't work, it's a lot of times like the guy's reaction to why it doesn't work that makes the show funny. And with this, it's just the scripted sequences are like, yeah, you guys think you're funnier than you are. Like sometimes the funniest stuff is just, just comes from just sitting on the couch saying something stupid, you know? And I guess it kind of shows how some people are better improv people and some people are better scripted people. And these guys are not good at scripted. And so to be honest, the movie's a huge disappointment. <laughs> it's just not that funny. There's a couple sequences I think that work like the best of the show does, but in general, it's not good. And Jen felt the same way about it and she really loves them too. And it was just not, not what I was hoping for at all. And I wonder like how a communal theater experience would change that. If, you know, the people in it, cause you know, com seeing a comedy in a theater makes a huge difference when the comedy is hitting and, this is definitely a movie where it's like, if you don't know anything about these guys, you're never seeing this movie. Yeah. You know, the crowd that would be at that movie would be the people who want to see this stuff. Yeah. And back in the day when yeah. laughter was the only thing that was infectious. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, it just, it, it's way too much scripted stuff. And I feel like the sequences that they ended up using because it was part of their quote unquote road trip just aren't, the best ones. There's only one that really, really hits. Or, well, there's two. And one of them they basically gave away during the show because they kept showing previews because they're like, everybody get out and see the movie, you know? And this one sequence is really good of basically uh, 
it's it's in North Carolina where they go in caves and they just they have this whole stupid sequence for one of the care one of the guys and it's fantastic and then there's one where they all interview for jobs with the Atlanta Hawks and they try and make it like like all of them basically because they're giving each other the stupid things to say are just trying to tank this interview as thoroughly as they can and that is easily some of the funniest stuff in the movie but it also feels like that could have been in any episode so it's just it's it's disappointing it was really disappointing and i was you know pretty bummed out about it so even if you're a fan of the show you're probably going to be like all right that was okay that really didn't need to be a movie though yeah that's yeah. probably kind of how i feel like i mean i i make every excuse known to man to make references to mr show but mm-hmm. the, the mr show movie while being okay is kind of un- completely unnecessary like yeah the, like their their comeback netflix thing was better but like the you know, let's make a movie about one of our sketches to stretched out to feature length. And it's just like, no, <laughs> that's that's not the best idea you've ever had. Well, it's not kind of how people feel about the Tim and Eric movie as well. I don't I don't know really anything about them yeah. <laughs> like at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's one of those things where it's just it's weird that stuff just doesn't convert over in that way, you know, and I don't know, man. It just, it's, it was just, it was kind of a big bummer because I really, you know, they're good natured dudes. You know, I followed them on Twitter and Instagram and all that. And they're all just like, man, we're so proud of this movie. We love the, we're so good. You know, I think it's more like they're proud that it actually, they finished it. <laughs> Cause it's like, uh, you've got, you've got much, much funnier stuff in you. And it's sad that it didn't end up in the movie. And it also feels like it should have been like, you guys should have been saving this shit up for years. And they've just been like, all right, man. This is the movie. This is the absolute funniest stuff. And we, you know, this is the shit that we just couldn't show on a TV show. And I think that's the problem. So many movies, you know, TV show to movie deals make is they don't, everything feels like it could be an episode of the show, you know, except maybe some of them have a bigger budget. Like it feels like Star Wars or Star Trek and those sorts of things might have gone further with it, you know, and become their own thing. But Generally speaking, if it's the middle of a show's run, you know, like X-Files is very clearly the main example here mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, they went a little bigger with the, with the with the first movie. And then the second movie just could have been a fucking two part episode. I mean, there's like literally no reason for that second movie to exist. Yeah, especially when they decided they could court them back for more television. You know, it's like, why does that movie need to yeah. exist? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it's just it's I was so disappointed and. I know most people like don't care, don't even know who those guys are, but it's kind of like, man, that just, it, it should have, it should have worked. And there are so many other ways it could have worked. And they just, I appreciate them trying something new, but it's, it just, it was, it was a huge miss. Yeah. It makes me wonder why somebody thinks that something like that is going to translate into a movie. Like that's a, it's a prank show. You're looking at like five minutes of, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes of like somebody goofing on something and mm-hmm. like, let's, let's do some riffing and ad lib. Yeah. Is that really what you think of a feature film? Well, the Jackass Should... movies made money. They kept making those. I mean, but that, yeah. they, they did yeah. the formula, like, here's all the shit we couldn't do on the television show. You know, that's, yeah, that was, that was literally it. It was just like, Hey, it's a 90 minute version of the TV show. That's too hot for TV. So right. let's, <laughs> let's crank out three yeah. or whatever many of those they did. Uh, well, and that's why and they half? work. Yeah, yeah. 
that's why they work too. I mean, that those. I mean, say what you will about Jackass, but I think all three of those movies are fucking hilarious. Sure. Like, yeah. and it's and it's because they can get away with even more doing it on a movie, you know, on a screen and have slightly bigger budgets for some of the shit they do. Yeah, it's one of those uh, things I haven't tried to revisit in, in a number of years. I may feel completely different about it, but yeah, I, I mean, I was one of those people. I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think I was like. May, I think maybe I went and saw the first one in the theater just because I was like, this might be the going for that fun communal thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But then the other ones, I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I still remember I, I watched 3D like maybe four or five years ago mm. for the first time. And I was like, OK, yeah, this shit is still absolutely hilarious. Mm. OK, because I, I think that crew that like that's the thing about Jackass is they've hit on that primal thing that we've all had of just like it's funny to see a guy get kicked in the nuts. You know, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, like in the in idiocracy, watching Ow My Balls, you know what? That's probably going to be a hit show no matter what year on earth it is. Yeah, I oh. actually could see that being a show right now where guys just walk mm-hmm. around like, hey, Bill, how's it going today? Whacking people just like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, but. Whatever. Yeah, I, I still love that about Idiocracy. We're like, hey, man, huge fan. And then he just kicks him as hard as he can. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm really, really glad someone appreciates me. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're laughing now. Yep. 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 Yeah. I'd watch Out My Balls for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think we all would. I think Mackie would definitely watch it if Zach Braff started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's due to come back to TV anytime now. Out my balls and don't not in the face. Yeah, um, BJ, do you have anything you're pressing you want to jump in or? Um, I mean, I not know. pressing. Okay. Um, I, I will, I guess, talk a briefly about um, Tombstone, which I watched mm. uh, at some point last week. I think it was Thursday last week. Um, Tombstone is really fucking good. I yeah, like that's one I'm never really afraid to revisit. But I was kind of unsure because, like, I have it. I have this like shrine to Tombstone in my brain, and I was like, "Man, what if it's what if it's not as good as I thought it was? Like, yeah, what's gonna I happen know. to my brain if 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 for some reason my taste has changed in the last two or three years since it's been or it's been since I've uh, since I've watched it." And, uh, but no, uh, my taste is still pretty much exactly the same. Toonstone is fucking awesome. That is a, uh, a five-star movie, uh, 100%. Like, it's not the greatest film to ever be committed to celluloid, but goddamn, if that movie just doesn't hit on every single, like, it's firing on every cylinder the whole way through. Um, the music is fantastic, um. Apparently, I was talking to uh, I was talking to friend of the podcast Jens, and um, apparently Jerry Goldsmith, who is Jens's like favorite composer, recommended mm-hmm. the guy that did the music for uh, Tombstone, and he and the director, whoever the director is, um, they isn't that Cosmatos? Yeah, 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 Cosmatos. Um, so Cosmatos and the and the composer worked on a bunch of other stuff. Um, and Jens told me that I really need to watch Silverado um, because that's like his favorite Western when we were talking about it. So I will get around mm-hmm. to it if you're listening, Jens. Um, but he'll be your Huckleberry. That's what he's saying. Yes, <laughs> man. Uh, Kurt Russell, like 
I could watch Kirk Russell walking towards the camera firing guns for two hours straight if that was just the movie. Just Kurt Russell double fisting revolvers at me. If that was two minutes with that mm-hmm. kick ass score, I would I would watch it uh three times a year. Um but there's like there's a no slack in that movie. Nobody there's nobody that isn't holding up their end of the bargain. Um mm-hmm. and also fucking everybody is in that is in uh, Charlton Heston is in Tombstone. I had no idea like i never remembered i forgot that about particular that part yeah um but yeah charlton heston is in is in tombstone and thomas hayden church yeah um, and, and not like super young billy bob thornton too yeah yeah billy bob thornton um like kind of round-faced billy bob mm-hmm. um yeah on his way to sling blade mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. but so many people so many faces so many familiar faces in tombstone and Man, what a ride! I like. Yeah, I was watching it while I was supposed to be doing work, and I just I noticed that I was not doing work for about two hours. Just, I mean, I'd check on my email and make sure that everything was handled, but I mostly mm-hmm. was just looking down at my second monitor, going, "Yeah, yeah, kill him, kill him." God, that's how you know it's good. I said, like, when when my old old job before I had my shitty job that I got laid off from, <laughs> like. I would get so into some movies and I would just be so pissed when somebody would interrupt me on it. <laughs> like, cause it would always be like one of the best parts, you know, like, like when, like when doc is in the bed near the end and you're just like, like, and someone would come in and be like, Hey, I need this. I'd be like, no, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. <laughs> He's his huckleberry. God damn it. Um, yeah. I miss those days. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Being like, don't you make me do work. Tombstone's on. Right. <laughs> you put it on. You can pause it anytime. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'll pause it when I'm dead. Fuck you. Put it, it breaks on my the tombstone. immersion. <laughs> yeah. um, I know people, and I know people have talked up like Val Kilmer's acting in that. Um, but goddamn, it is so good. I don't know. That's like, uh, that's easily my favorite mm-hmm. thing Val Kilmer has ever done is is Tombstone. Wow. And, um uh, again Jens and I were talking like kind of while I was watching it we were just you know chatting back and forth and uh we're like how the fuck did Tombstone not win anything like like no awards basically no academy awards for for that year but there was some there was some kind of stiff competition um I think it was 93 God was um, that like Schindler's list year I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically like Schindler's List just gets every award ever. So and then uh, I, and then everything else went to Jurassic Park. Was it a was it Tombstone that like Cosmatos directed it but really everyone says Kurt Russell did? Isn't that the yes. one? Uh yeah. yes. Yeah. Let's see. No. Type itty, type itty, type itty. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mike. This... <laughs> Gotta love that uh, Skype. This keyboard podcast. clacks. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm sorry, but the um the the microphone I'm using for some reason loves that just, keyboard. Yeah, just loves this keyboard. It will not stop <laughs> picking it up. We're gonna get you one of those so, laser grid touch keyboard things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, so Tombstone came out. Sorry, I also have motorcycles driving through my, <laughs> my living room. 
Uh, Tombstone came out in 93, so that would have been yeah. the 66th Academy Awards. Academy yeah, trust me, that's like Schindler's List year, so nothing got anything that year. Oh, yeah. Schindler's List, Philadelphia also came mm-hmm. out that year. The Piano, uh, everybody really fucking loves The Piano. Um, and Harvey Fugitive. Keitel loves it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fugitive, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. The firm people apparently love the firm. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I should I, watch the firm again. I made reference to the firm recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about the movie Gold. <laughs> I was just like, Yeah, this is a movie just like the firm. It's like somebody was like, I'm gonna make that. It's like, Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and let's see what one for. Oh, of course, John Williams won for best original score for Schindler's List, um, and not for Jurassic Park. Wow, right. yeah, okay. weird. Yeah, I think you uh, yeah, double, double but, nominated though, but you know. yeah, yeah, but like the like the whole '90s was basically like if you're not prestige, you're garbage, you know, as far as the Oscars were concerned. So, right, actually, I can uh, I can see how that happened. Uh, Jurassic Park, I don't think was nominated for score. Wow, dum 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 dum. Yeah, uh, exactly. Best, it was nominated for best sound, mm. and it won. And it also won Best Sound Effects Editing. Rawr. Yep. Makes sense. Best Makeup that year? Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Hoo, hello. (laughs) Hoo, diddy. It's coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) I I forget who posted it on Twitter, but somebody was like, all right, you know, everyone talks shit about the mom not being like, hey, is... (laughs) is my housekeeper like my (laughs) ex-husband but she's also like you better be a hundred percent in on that you better know a hundred percent when you make that accusation (laughs) (laughs) so so don't judge too quickly on the mom in mrs doubtfire yeah yeah it's fine i I mean i mean i really really like her mm -hmm. that was sally field wasn't it yeah yeah it was okay yeah but it's everything was even after she found out, right? Because she found out at the at the end mm-hmm. of Mrs. Well, Doubtfire. Because he like, like, pulls the makeup off. I think he does like a, it's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how, I, I'm pretty sure everything was okay at the end of that movie. He didn't get like thrown in jail or get the kids taken away from him. <laughs> like, there's no way, absolutely zero way if, if that well, no. happened to anyone was... in the world. Yeah, he was a 90s dad, so he atoned for his sins of having a career by spending time with his children. Right, so, so because all is forgiven. Could you yes, imagine, like, exactly. having the funds to sell, you know, because a studio would never, ever, ever go with this. But imagine having, like, John Hughes looking-ass happy-go-lucky movie with a true realistic ending, <laughs> like, downer ending, where he like, gets taken away for child yeah. abuse. And, you know, uh, He's in jail yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, reckless trespassing and all, all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Ooh, reckless yeah. trespassing. I, I like that. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, just make up new crimes for living in their house for a while, <laughs> dressed as somebody else. Yeah. Single white female. Did he I don't live know. there, too? Did he, was I, he I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe... I, th- I think oh. I feel like it was, yeah, yeah, because so no, yeah, yeah, because he had a room, yeah, because there was like there was a thing where like he would be talking to like Harvey Firestein or whatever on the phone and like not in makeup <laughs> and then like having having to do things like 
you know, put cream all over his face, like, oh, Mercury, he caught me doing my face mask. <laughs> you know, like, I thought, well, I thought the pie, the pie was... The pie was one, but I think like, there was scene, yeah. face mask thing, too. I, like, I a, a, yeah, I don't know. Several attempts to hide the mm-hmm. face with, wasn't in makeup. Whatever. Yeah. It's business down far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Look, this is the variety hour. We talk I, about I, anything. I know. Yeah. I just was going off on a tray. Like, just imagine, like, you know, 90% of a movie just being, like, boilerplate. Like, this is going to have a happy ending movie. And then just, bam. <laughs> like, well, you know, every cop movie taken. would be those assholes <laughs> filling out paperwork for a week and all going on suspension. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that would be the other good thing is just make, like, a bad boys movie. And at the end, it's just, like, the whole team sitting around this, <laughs> the, the precinct just doing filling out paperwork. <laughs> That's like over the closing, the entire closing credits mm-hmm. that are like ten minutes long. Yeah, yeah, It'd be like the Avengers eating shawarma. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking around, sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> I uh, I finished Seinfeld. Um, all all oh, nine man. seasons. Yeah, I, I've oh, been wow. I, I've been busy. I've been doing watching things. God. Uh, nine seasons. Yeah. Uh, overall takes on Seinfeld. I I don't know. Did I say this on the last variety hour? Or the last time I was talking about it that. If you gun to the head, but like you can only have one season of Seinfeld, all the or they all die. Uh, season seven. That's I think I said this before, but like that's it. And I think I started figuring out why. Like that's the last Larry David season, I believe, where mm-hmm. he was like you know it truly, okay. truly part of it. So I think it was like he was like trying to get the last of his ideas in and keep it all together because it's weird. I noticed something like the show within the show meta thing. I think actually was kind of like this cathartic writing thing for their actual relationship, trying to get the show made because mm-hmm. it's very clear. Like <laughs> George is like, it's a show about nothing. Don't bring anything into this or I'm walking, <laughs> you know, kind of attitude. And mm-hmm. it's like, as soon as Larry David left, like I'm not saying it's, it's bad or wrong, but like, I noticed like there started being a lot more episodes where it was like, they're doing parodies of things like out in the street, you know, like, yeah, like there's like the, there's like a third man one and like all these different like crazy like reference things where it's like mm-hmm. super deep like some sometimes absolutely bizarre like you know just shot for shot like recreation things for no reason and it's like I don't think Larry David would like happy with doing stuff like that. Yeah, where's the which uh, season is the Frogger one? That's like that's like the, like the second to last episode I think actually like it's it's really? it, yeah it's super it's that late. late huh yeah it's like I want to say they do. There might be one more, and then they like do that weird clip show where it's like it's got some yeah. new footage, and then they do that the weird finale. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that is that when they also have the JFK parody with uh, getting spit on by I Keith think Hernandez? That's that be one late, was still right? around. Yeah, I think that was when Larry David's still around. Like they would they would occasionally oh, really? do things like that. Yeah, like Keith mm. Hernandez. I want to say was like season three or four. Like that was pretty early on. Mm. Like when they. Like, okay. Well, I want to say like the first season they actually introduced Newman, like because mm-hmm. you know they talked about him from the very beginning, but didn't show him for yeah. like the first two seasons. But yeah, it's just it's a weird show. Like it's it's really good. Obviously, everyone knows that. That wasn't like going in yeah. like I'm going to prove Seinfeld's wrong. Here's ten <laughs> reasons why it sucks. <laughs> um, nope. But no, it's uh yeah, it's it's just a funny traje- trajectory to watch that show. And like man, I am I'm kind of amazed how they were able to do callback jokes and how many people were willing to do re-walk on roles just to be like walk up in a scene and be like you know <laughs> like walk by and like you know reference to something from four seasons ago you know hope you were paying mm-hmm. attention to everything which obviously is a lot easier when you're kind of sort of semi binge watching it but yeah, yeah the, like they, back in the days before binge watching yeah they went deep in like the band that was 
something from four or five, six seasons ago. Like, I hope you were paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you feel about the finale with some distance now? I, so I never thought it was that bad. I mean, it's... I, I don't know. Like it, it's it's a weird thing because it's kind of a cop out because it's a it's a quasi clip show again. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like here's the greatest hits and we're gonna just like bring back all the characters. Which like I, just, I was just praising it, but it's like this is that's a kind of ham fisted way of doing that. Like they were they had much more mm-hmm. clever callback references. You know, of characters showing yeah. up throughout the run of the series, and then at the end, it's just like yeah, we're just gonna bring in like everyone and mm-hmm. it. It's not awful, but it's kind of weak sauce too. <laughs> you know, at the same time, it's yeah. But, but it's a it's a weird thing. Like I, while I don't necessarily like the trial aspect of like let's call it on the surprise character witnesses, all this stuff. I I think it's pretty funny and fitting what happens to them at the end. You know, like that's that's a pretty funny ass way to leave that show with those characters. You know, just you you have been watching them be pretty awful for nine seasons. Though so on the flip side, like that show was also something where it was like they usually ended up taking it to some extreme but there was some other equally weird ass behavior on the other side usually that precipitated it you know that that was the thing is like yeah they would always like their schemes would always fail and it'd be like oh look at these assholes over here it's like but no this this person was also being weird and an asshole too it's just they didn't get caught you know so yeah which i mean larry david obviously very obviously carried over to curb your enthusiasm sure. because he's like almost every episode of that is like he doesn't want to do this thing that he probably should just do mm-hmm. you know like this societal norm he doesn't follow it, but then whoever reacts to that, like reacts to it 10 times worse, mm-hmm. which, you know, escalates whatever he did suddenly becomes this huge deal, even though it shouldn't have been. Right. And, you know, that's, it's kind of that, that's what Seinfeld was, but Curb Your Enthusiasm is, is that taken to the nth degree? Yeah. But no, I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty of great things in that show still. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's just, that goes without saying, I think really, <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. kind of forgot how many good physical comedy things there were beyond just Kramer's antics. I'm saying like everyone kind of had some really great timing, physical comedy things throughout the run of that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have a newfound appreciation for the Elaine dance. I totally. Oh yeah. I was about to say like, I love doing is. the Elaine dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's actually hard to do. Oh yeah. It's hard to be that uncoordinated. Yes. Yeah. 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 If it, I mean, I, it's kind of a silly, you know, whatever thing but you should look up when she got the was it the mark twain award and they did like this like the broad city girls did like this mm-hmm. theater dance interpretation of the of the elaine dance where you know like all mm-hmm. choreographed like swan yeah. lake style ballet <laughs> like it's it's fucking stupid nice. but it's also kind of worth pulling up the youtube clip for yeah now that you mention it i completely forgot we watched uh jen and i watched the mark twain special for dave Chappelle. oh okay yeah so these things are out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely forgot about that. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of not what you think it is. I mean, it is literally just like the award presentation for him mm-hmm. and a lot of people telling stories about, you know, Chappelle's show and that sort of thing. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like, then they come out and talk I, for 10 minutes or so and leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I feel like it's weird. It's one of those things. It's like, I enjoyed it, but I also could tell it's like one of those things that Dave Chappelle's like, uh, does this fulfill part of my requirements for you guys or what? Yeah. Because, I mean, he's really only talking for, you know, the very end of it. Yeah. I, I just I skipped around some YouTube clips of various people overseeing him. Kind of, you know, whatever the algorithm was like, hey, maybe you'd like to see mm-hmm. this. You like funny people. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the 
the Julia Louis Dreyfus one was pretty good. Like her her acceptance speech mm-hmm. was pretty good too. Um, and you should probably watch the Will Ferrell one, just because mm-hmm. like he must have had some long con joke he had prepped for that <laughs> because it's it's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, he's the type who would do that. Yeah, but yeah, it's just crazy to think that she's the one who's had like the longest tail of a career since Seinfeld, you know, and went on to do like multiple really good things. Yeah. And it feels like, like Michael Richards, uh, he didn't really do anything. And then he got himself blacklisted. <laughs> Might not Jerry be Seinfeld right term you want to use, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, fine. But yes, <laughs> basically expelled from yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Excommunicado. And, you know, yeah. and Jason Alexander, like he had one show and then that was it. Yeah, and I was, was like, yeah, we're done with you. I, like he had a couple, like he was in like Dudson checks in and a couple of movies. And I was like, yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. have a career after this. And then it was like, I was just thinking, I was like, I haven't seen Jason Alexander in fucking years. Not that I'm worried about him, like, you know, <laughs> sitting on piles oh, yeah. of money. But I was like, I haven't seen him in, like, he, in forever. Because that's the thing. He's like family feud or something. He hosted a game. No, show Drew Carey went on to do that. No, but I know that Jason Alex, I Man, my brain is just telling me Jason Alexander was on a game show. Okay. Uh, maybe, oh. but I just... Because, like, he is so goddamn funny in Seinfeld. Like, like he is hilarious, like, the entire time. Even though, once you see Larry David, you realize he's just doing a Larry David impersonation, but still. Yeah. It should have translated to other stuff, and it just kind of didn't. Now you're looking it up, aren't you? Yeah, I have to know. <laughs> what has Jason Alexander done since Seinfeld? We found these results. God, what even was the show he did like on CBS or whatever? Couldn't tell God, you. There was one, it was like in the early 2000s, the same time she was doing like New Adventures of Old Christine. Mm-hmm. Which was one of those things I think went on more seasons you would think it did or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Veep, Veep's really good. Veep's worth watching, you know. I mean, she's a contributing factor to a crazy ensemble thing, but obviously she's mm-hmm. kind of the lead character. Yeah. yeah. He's still looking. But yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm still looking. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever, like, you know, tried to, if, you know, Veep's kind of one of those things you're either in or you're out. Like, you're going to know right away. Like, it, it gets mm-hmm. crazier and more fun as the seasons go on. But yeah, and as they add characters, it, you know, it's got that, like, office parks and recs thing. It's like, let's jumble the cast around until it's like all right this is the <laughs> this is the group this mm-hmm. is what makes the comedy this is gold the configuration right here. Yeah. we want yeah this is the comedy gold right here yeah but yeah um uh otherwise like okay so uh i will go ahead and tease next uh <laughs> variety special or variety hour mm-hmm. or whatever the hell we're calling these things uh i i yeah. itunes and maybe some other places ran a deal all their 10 original star trek movies for 20 bucks so i was like i could use digital copies of those and then pretty much proceeded to watch all 10 of them over again. It started with a, I haven't watched one in a really, really long time. And when I mentioned it, people were like, oh my God, I love one. One's so good. One, uh, oh, so underrated. Um, and then it, I was just like, well, it's it's rated. And uh, now I got to watch Wrath of Khan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I want to save these, uh, the, yeah. the, the takes until Chuck there. is here because, you know, I want to have someone yeah. to bounce off. Things, and my only opinions. contribution is like Wrath of Khan, where right. it's like, yeah, that movie yeah. is awesome. I've seen that in the whale one. Yeah. But yeah, the whale one I have not seen since VHS days. Sure. So I could not tell you yeah, anything that, anymore. That was just the most like, you know, general population, commercially friendly one by a long mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and five i have seen five while i was ridiculously sick in venezuela with venezuelan subtitle you know spanish subtitles on the bottom mm-hmm. <laughs> so i could not tell you anything about five anymore it it's probably, like five it, it probably made as much sense as it actually does but i have to stop <laughs> five is like a fever dream because i was literally sick mm-hmm. with a fever like not yeah mm-hmm. so i i would be interested to watch that one again just to see like what my brain retained from back then from 1991. Mm. Yeah. You probably don't want any of it, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Chuck says it's the best one. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, we can't like trusting Chuck's opinion on something is a very, like it's a very dangerous game. You could, you could be so right or so wrong to trust Chuck's opinion. Mm hmm. Well, it's any long-running best. series, like I, I can almost accept that whatever he's like, no, it's the best one. Is going to be like, no, there's going to be some stupid, stupid, stupid shit that's going to piss me off, and that's exactly why he's going to love it. Yeah, I think I, I think Friday Thirteenth is the only place we agree. Because <laughs> yeah, it's six. It's right? six. For yeah, you guys? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, six okay. is the best Friday Thirteenth, hands down. Like it is just self-aware enough that it is amazing. Yeah, I own all of them, so yeah. I, I need to I need to take that journey at some point. Yeah, I guess nowadays yeah. is the time. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I ain't got shit else to do. Yeah. Or you could just skip to that one. Just that's going to be where you need to be. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, anyway, other than that, I did actually watch another thing. Uh, that does not mm-hmm. require Chuck's participation per se. Um, how did I get here? Like, I'm trying to remember. Like, I actually had a thought process to get to this point. I think. I think it involved. Well, I was t- I was thinking Star Trek, and I was like, should I watch the new mm-hmm. ones again? I was like, no, I just did the trilogy not that long ago. I of those, so I think I'm good. And then I was like, oh yeah, the last one's like not directed by J.J. Abrams. That's Justin Lin. And I was like, yeah. Justin Lin, yeah, we should be watching a Fast and Furious movie here soon, really. Um, but we're not. Yeah. And then I was like, I know. Oh yeah, there's a Justin Lin movie I've been meaning to rewatch for a very long time. And that's Better Luck Tomorrow, aka the unofficial prequel to the Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> I need to watch that. I, I've been wanting to watch it for ages and just never yeah. gotten to it. Well, I, I did. I rewatched it. I mean, I saw it back when it was fairly new um, and had not seen it since and, you know, had not definitely not gone back to it since it was like Justin Lin, Fast and the Furious. What? You know, like putting mm-hmm. the things together. Um, also, you know, hey, world, here's John Cho, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, like that's. That is a 90s ass movie in so many ways, uh, both good and bad. I mean, like if you grew up in the time that I period, I that we did like there's there's a lot to go back and be like, yeah, I I remember movies like this and that's OK. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, it's one of those things like you, you see you see just enough of like what he became, you know, action director spectacular um guy in this but it's it's very student filmish compared to like what he then became like there's other i feel like there's other directors you watch like their first thing and it's like oh yeah you're doing you were trying to do the same thing you just didn't quite have it perfected you know or budget you know things like that you know you didn't have the ability to do the thing you wanted to do 10 times because it was Mm -hmm. probably guerrilla filmmaking but yeah like this is like wow this is very different in tone and style from what he became. Um, but it's at its heart, it's just like, it's kind of like that crime caper sort of thing from the nineties that we had so many, mm-hmm. you know, not 
quite so Tarantino-esque. Like, it's weird. It's I would say it's like if Tarantino tried to make a remake of Blue Velvet, <laughs> as strange as that is, like, it's, okay. it's totally kind of that Blue Velvet-esque, like, I'm going to fall backwards into this weird, horrific world, but also it's kind of my mm-hmm. own decisions that get me there. But also that yeah. kind of, yeah, everything's snappy and cool and, you know, smoking cigarettes all of the time and, you know, thing. Yeah, it's still worth watching because, I mean, like I said, he's basically said, like, Han in that movie is, in his mind, the same Han from the Fast and the Furious movies, which, okay, sure. <laughs> like, Yeah. I guess, yeah, I'll buy that because why not? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, I, it's fine. Like, I... I <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think it's a little better than fine. I mean, I, I would go yeah. better than that. It's, it's you know, the weird thing is, is, it's one of those few movies that had like the MTV movies or MTV films banner that I, I kind of forgot oh, really? that was a thing. Like Napoleon Dynamite was one. Uh, wasn't yeah. the first Office Space? Wasn't Office Space? Didn't I think I, I had think that it too? was. Yeah. And I want to say like Orange County was as yeah. well. Like there's... Yeah, there was like a, there was a small period of, you know, like, I, and I want to say like, was it, um, yeah, I don't know. Something else I want to say was like yeah. actually a surprisingly good movie, but they kind of like were doing an interesting thing there. I mean, I like, you know, at that time period, MTV was getting a lot of shit for like, oh, they don't even show music on television, even though they still had some shows that had music on television. Now there's literally mm-hmm. no music on MTV. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like they su- they surprisingly like put out some or, or got behind some young, interesting filmmakers, I th- I feel like. Um, you know, Mike Judge was kind of a known quantity by the time they were like, yeah, sure, well, yeah. make a movie. But um, yeah, like Justin giving Justin Lin a break and, you know, say what you will about Napoleon Dynamite. That was a thing people, a lot of people like. So, so yeah, just like I said, it, it's one of those weird things. Like for half a second, I was like, Ugh, MTV, because I just like I said, I think I have that ingrained from my the anti MTV days in, you know, too hip for high school kind of times. But yeah, like they, mm-hmm. their their film banner like actually went out and found some decent quality movies to help release. I'm looking at the list now. That is an that is an eclectic ass list. Yeah, well, like I said, the first not, one not... first one was Joe's apartment. Okay, well, yeah, that and, uh, was a thing on MTV. I want to yeah. say, yeah, obviously, Beavis and Butthead do America, Dead Man on Campus, okay, <laughs> Varsity Blues, Two Hundred Cigarettes, Election. Which, I, if I'm not mistaken, is Alexander Payne's first movie. That's a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Election's great. Uh, a movie called The Wood, which I never heard of. <laughs> Original Kings of Comedy, which, like, okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, MTV. Yeah. Save the Last Dance, Pootie Tang, Orange County, Crossroads with Britney Spears. Hell yeah. Somehow has not been a Bamfcast episode, <sighs> but uh, yeah, Jackass, and then Better Luck Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, 2003. <laughs> Budget of $250,000. Yeah, sounds about right. They, they used yeah. it pretty well. Yeah. So it sounds like that's a movie that just came out like five years after it probably should have. Or at least I mean, that style sort of, was I mean, around then. I, it, it's not one of the... Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's one of those like... It's not like uh, things to do in Denver when you're dead or those like direct Tarantino. Like we got to... The studio is like, make it more like that. Pulp Fiction made a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. Do that. You know, it's it's not that. I just mean it, it's mm-hmm. it's obviously coming from that. Like, oh yeah, like fast talking. You know, maybe smarter than they should be. Well, I mean, except like the, these are all like honor roll honor roll 
like top tier honor roll, like going to Ivy League yeah. school p- kids that like get into this into the bullshit. So it, it makes sense that they'd be having smart conversations. It's just generally mm-hmm. speaking, it's like you know people having smarter conversations and then making dumb decisions, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it like I said, it doesn't flow, and I I don't mean to imply that it feels like a Tarantino ripoff because I, I don't think that at all. Like I said, it's just it's just of that era was like yeah that snappy you know crime script you know dialogue Mm -hmm. is is big yeah yeah like way of the gun and uh suicide kings and those types of movies back yeah like i said some of them are good lock stock was probably one of them too really yeah or two days in the valley very tarantino rass ripoff thing (laughs) yeah yeah not saying that the interviews are bad it's just like they're super derivative like you know very also like let's like that do that do more of that that made money but yeah i mean uh, out of nowhere. Well, last thing, unless somebody got something else. Yeah, uh, I'll, nah. just, I'll just I'll just mention it just because it's so. What the fuck is this movie? It got mentioned on on, on our Discord, and I was like, I seem to remember having a what the fuck is this movie reaction. But I watched that movie Pottersville. It just it got <laughs> yeah the, the name got <laughs> dropped in Discord, and I was like, I seem to remember that from a couple years ago. Like having that what the fuck is this trailer reaction. I can't wait to see what hot train wreck this shit is. Um, that's a weird, weird movie and not in like a traditional way, like not intentionally being weird. It is the most tonally everywhere movie I think I've ever seen because in a nutshell, it's a small town Christmas movie where the main character, Michael Shannon catches his wife, Christina Hendricks finds out that she's a furry, uh, and catches her, uh, whatever, Doing weird furry shit in her best bedroom. I believe the term is yiffing. Okay. Is it? I, I don't know. Because I, I didn't want to speak with the only other term I know about this odd community. <laughs> but they're like, they're just doing like, oh, we're, we're rubbing each other's fursuits. So if that's yiffing, fine. That's what they're doing. But yeah, it's Ron Perlman is the other guy, you know. And then it's just like, well, my wife, you know, is a furry. I got to leave. <laughs> you know all the while like, you know all the while i'm like running this general store in this depressed town where all the stores are closing um my co-worker is judy greer gee i wonder where this is going um <laughs> and uh yeah it just it kind of turns into this like like the title would imply this sort of it's a wonderful lifestyle happy thing like giving the town hope in this depressed time you know but there's also like a reality show and it involves Bigfoot and all kinds of uh, kinds of other crazy stuff. And I don't necessarily want to talk about it too much, just in case like you want to venture into this weird thing. Uh, it's fucked up because it's like, it's this cheesy, almost Hallmark movie thing that just happens to involve some weird ass shit. Like it is scored shot and generally acted like one of those kind of movies, but mm-hmm. also, you know, but like I said, it's just like someone was like, I got this weird idea for a script. And then it's like we ran it through the Disney fu- Disney fire several times. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, keep the furries. But we got to have this like, you know, every angel, you know, every time you hear a bell, angel gets its wings ending kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really bizarre. Yeah. Pottersville being the name of the town, they were going to change the town. Yeah. And it's a wonderful life. Just in case. That's where the title comes from, which I when I mm-hmm. when I finished it and with the plot being what it is, I was like, they really missed the boat Did not call it. It's a wonderful lie. Cause it's, <laughs> it's one of those, like this deception thing goes very far, but it turns out to be a good thing kind of thing. 
like gets caught in a lie and everyone for out half a second is like, damn you, but also wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's this very weird but also kind of mediocre film. It's just this this <laughs> this strange, strange thing. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. And like with people and it's like, how did you, did you read this script and say like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Uh, the chat is schooling me on the wood. Apparently. Oh, yeah? yeah. It's by uh, Rick Famayua, who also made dope later on. And he's gone on to make quite a few things that I've actually really liked. Okay. So yeah. So another, I guess I need to watch the wood. There you go. Another <laughs> thing. Like, like I said, maybe they didn't start off with the best things. So they were like, let's make feature length versions of dumb sketches that ran on MTV, like talking cockroaches. But, you know, mm-hmm. they went on to be like, hey, maybe we should do that. Like we've always bemoaned, like why Asylum isn't the Roger Corbin of now just saying like, yeah, yeah we're going to throw you $100,000 to make this fucking stupid documentary, get it on DVD and try to fool a few rubes movie. But also maybe you also get a little filmmaking experience. So if you're, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just hiring the same guy to, cause you know, he come under a budget, like giving some fucking film students a chance with that budget, you know, like, you know, yeah. and I mean, and work them through the system. Don't just be like, Hey, you're, you're fresh out of film school here. Go direct this movie. It's like, you know, make them be a grip or something and a PA or something mm-hmm. and work their way up, you know, and yeah, then direct yeah. the movie. Speaking just, roundabout right about that, um, Quibi launched. Hmm. And gonna start saying, don't fuck with Quibi. What the fuck is a Quibi? So uh, that was the thing during is, the superb owl, right? That they were yeah. had the really long uh, commercial for. Exactly. Which is ironic because uh, isn't it all about short format things? Yeah, uh, Quibi is basically Hollywood's answer to getting rid of YouTube, mm. almost. But with the real thing is, um, they're using it to get around contracts that they would normally give to not, you know, like not producers, not on screen talent, but everyone else who is involved in making a goddamn TV show or movie or whatever. Uh, Instead of saying, Hey, you're making 10 40 minute episodes and here's the contract that you would generally get. They're saying, no, you're making 40 10 minute episodes. And since they're only 10 minutes, yeah, we're going to pay you scale and eat shit. So they've basically used that to fuck everyone over except the Hollywood personalities and producers that are involved in it. With that said, Sam Raimi apparently made an episode of something for that. That is some chick that gets a golden arm and refuses to give, get rid of it. And it's one of those things that just makes me go, if I ever pitched this to someone at you know a studio they would tell me to get out and they would make sure that i killed myself by the time i got home i felt so bad about it and yet here it exists and sam raimi directed it and i don't understand the world anymore but it's something in 50 states of fear is the name of the show or 50 states of fright but is this a free platform no oh okay it is a subscription model Hmm. and you can only view it on your phone currently and then everyone, when their uh, initial numbers were so low, they're like, oh, fuck. They're like, all right, yeah, we're uh, giving you a way to cast it to your TV. But apparently a lot of the shows were filmed vertically, which is like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. They are making yeah. every mistake they can possibly make. Yeah. Everybody's at home right now. Let us watch it at home on a TV, on its big screen. That's one of those things where like coronavirus has just like, 
I mean, obviously it changed everything, but I just think about like, there's a restaurant near me that was set to launch like on April 1st, you know? And it was like, wow, sorry guys. <laughs> I guess you're never opening that restaurant ever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they were truly the April fool. Yeah. But like Quibi, like it's backed by Katzenberg and a whole bunch of like super billionaires, but don't bother with it. Just, just don't because it's basically been used to fuck over people who, you know, generally get fucked over anyway in Hollywood, but like even more so like there are tales of people getting paid seven twenty five an hour to work on a production with like Hollywood personalities on it. So fuck them, fuck everything they made. I mean, they just basically made a model to get around the union and it's fucking terrible. But yes, there are things that exist on there that I'm so desperate to watch because I'm just like, how does this exist? Please tell me how this exists. Hmm. Well, if it's only like, you know, 10 minutes worth of videos, I'm sure, or 10 minute episodes, I'm sure all of that stuff was immediately pirated as soon as the first person got an account. So not that I endorse piracy, but I mean, of course, I do endorse um, finding ways to make sure that people who are screwing over working class folks uh, don't get their money. Oh, Mm -hmm. you mean like actual piracy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind yeah. of endorse actual piracy to an extent, but Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying when your digital piracy is closer to actual piracy, yes. It may yeah, be okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look at me. But Look yeah, at that, me. that's I'm that's the deal quibby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean not only is it trying to cut all the people that have actually been able to get something out of youtube because i mean lord knows youtube has tried to cut anyone who's making money off of youtube out of making money on youtube but this is another step in that direction and yeah fuck it fuck it forever yep yep however i will pirate that goddamn golden arm thing just because i'm like (laughs) how did sam raimi make this how does this exist fuck my life Wait, so you're just you're just automatically saying it's got to be bad? Watch the clip that's on Twitter. Oh, I, yeah, I have no context. And I mean, I'm then just saying it's Sam Raimi, and I'm like, okay, what you're... I, I, I was just like, <laughs> your premise was like, she has a golden arm and doesn't want to give it back, and Sam Raimi made it, and fuck that. I was like, well, what? <laughs> like, I... I would give that a chance. Just, just, I like just watch the clip. Okay, okay. okay. I generally I, have I, been ignoring Twitter, because it's better for my sanity. But You're making the right choice, yes. Yeah. However, log on. Okay. You can look at my account. Okay. There's All not right. too much that'll piss you off there. I, I will. I will. But that clip I will is check there. It. I will check it. I, I will remain uneducated then, until then. Also, my reaction to finding out that Sam goddamn Raimi directed it. Sure. Because sure. the last thing I knew of him directing was like the first episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's done anything since then. Hmm. I mean, he's doing the new uh, Doctor Strange. Finally, they made that official. So that's cool. Mm hmm. Good luck cramming him into Marvel House style, but you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. He made some Spider Mans. <laughs> he did, he did, but uh, yeah. Oh man, can't wait for that all singing, dancing number in Doctor Strange too. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, honestly, yeah. Doctor Strange is a weird enough world that that could maybe play out fairly okay. Mm-hmm. Emo, see emo Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regular yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. is already. Well, I just mean like enough. you know the bangs and everything. He's like, oh, it's so terribly sad. 
that's it. Yeah, nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Be work, workshopping the Benedict, uh, emo Benedict Cumberbatch in one take. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I have one other thing, but again, it's something I I I, I, I would I wish Chuck was here. I, I miss Chuck. Hey, you Why? can just wait for Chuck to come back. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for Chuck to come back and talk about these other okay. things. But yeah. So okay. all right. That may may put an end to the variety hour. Maybe yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try and watch more stuff before next week. Okay. I've been like that's the thing is I get in front of the computer and I just sit there on Discord and Twitter and go all right refresh refresh <laughs> refresh instead of actually watching anything or getting any work done. So you know. This is shit you're supposed to be doing when you're working, not when you're not working. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it's really true. bothering me. Yeah. I, sh- I should just shut off and play video games. Yes. I live I live in the like strange furlough world right now. I have no concept of time or date or Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not wishing this upon myself. I I would immediately escape into what the fuck day or time is it? I don't know or care. <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. yeah. The only reason that I that I know what time it is is because I'm watching the clock on my phone to know when I should uh, when I should log in and start streaming. Hmm. <laughs> oh, you're trying to do that on a, on a schedule, a schedule? Um, a, a little bit. Like okay. I started, I started popping in about four o'clock. So, um, gonna keep it kind of around there uh, until I come back to or until I go back to work and. Uh, I'll shift it up maybe to six o'clock or something like that once I once I start working again. But yeah, time just doesn't exist. I go to bed whenever I start getting tired, and then mm-hmm. I wake up whenever. Mm-hmm. I ha- I turn my alarms off, all of them. So yeah, yep. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I've really lost track of time. <laughs> you know, not having a job to go back to, not any of that. It's just like I. If Jen was, you know, not here, I don't even know what I'd be doing. I would just be like, I don't understand existence anymore. (laughs) Just have some online ennui. (laughs) I'm looking at Discord and Twitter. (laughs) What is life? (laughs) That's kind of where I am. It's just like, man, where is my life right now? I don't understand. Like, this is not my beautiful house. Yeah, but I'm still sharing this with like, you know, 10% of the uh, U.S. population anyway. So hmm. I'm sure it'll be more by the time this is all over with, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, happy thoughts and stuff. That's yeah, why we're here. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll make some more Patreon content for people. Patreon content. Huh? That's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Where would they go to look for that, BJ? They would go to patreon.com slash BMFcast. That's a good place. What if they wanted to email us about something? BMF at bmfcast.com. Yeah. And bmfcast.com, that's our website, isn't it? It is. It's got a whole bunch of buttons on the right-hand side. You can click them. They do stuff. Yeah. Bring you to socials and yeah, such. Those things. M- might even bring you to the YouTube channel. Where it we're, could. Where we've we're, been broadcasting this every week. Yes. YouTube.com slash bmfcast. There we go. And there, uh, there were a bunch of new faces or at least a few new faces in the uh in the youtube live stream chat tonight or for this episode so yeah thanks for hanging out with us we appreciate you guys yeah and don't forget our sister podcast no quarters which is also made up of us so i don't know if it's like our sister podcast or our doppelganger podcast or Mm -hmm. 
however that works, whatever the right word for that is. But NoQuarters.net, um, you can find uh, all of our video game content there. And also, we're streaming on Twitch pretty regularly. So mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash NoQuartersNet. You can come yep. hang out with me or Mackie or whoever else decides to stream. Yeah. I'm going on yeah, Mixer. I'm going to be the rebel. <laughs> hey, build up oh. our Mixer channel, man. Do well, it. Yeah, I'm just going to might as well start it up because then I don't have to worry about if anyone else is doing anything. And uh, I already have an Xbox and that's what I probably turn on anyway. So. Mm-hmm. I, and you can use any camera you want, ooh. as I have learned. Yeah. Um, I think we already have a, a Mixer account. Okay. But it's probably mixer.com slash no quarters net. Maybe. I guess we'll find out after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Maybe. let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. Let's... I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And for Chuck, this is Banffcast Out. Stay safe, motherfuckers. <laughs> Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.